literal experts in sports. There is nothing they say that is wrong. They cannot be wrong. And you are wrong if you don't agree with them. Awesome. Way to make me just completely just step on my own fucking tongue. What the hell is this crap? It took 16 minutes for Rick to say pull out. What's up, guys? This is Preston with uh, Take Warning All Things Sports. And uh, my co-hosts all decided they didn't want to record with me, so we brought on some uh, guest hosts from Take Warning. How's it going, Greg? <laughs> Duper? Uh, all right, dude. It's uh, it's great to be on the sister ship again. Um, I think we do this. W- <laughs> yeah. I think we do this once a year during you know NHL playoff time because me and Duper are the only ones who actually know how to spell NHL. Yeah, so yeah, man, much. it's uh, <laughs> it's good times, dude. How you been, Preston? Long time no uh, see, dude. Good. Uh, I I actually learned a couple things this week that uh, I'm getting pretty old because I went to shave my beard and there's tons of white hair and my face is super fat. So. <laughs> I'm rivaling I, I you still have more chins. chins than you don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I still have way more chins don't worry about it bro and then the other thing that I learned is that my grandfather that's 83 is a better golfer than me <laughs> oh yeah see that's why golf's not a real sport when an 83 year old man can be better than a person in their 20s well, it's not a real sport. so I was thinking about so the thing I can clear I, I can hit the ball farther than him for sure but every mm-hmm. single shot that he has is straight down the middle so I'm like way further than him but i'm hitting in the trees and i'm hitting in the desert and i'm hitting and he's on the fairway every single time boom he was it barely even went off the ground but it's straight like every time Uh, so it's all those years of experience dude just like his balls (laughs) 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 i want to thank you for inviting us on like we've been we've done like a guest spot before and we just kind of popped in and then popped out this is a, a, a lifelong dream coming true for me, Preston. I've always wanted to be a co-host of a sports podcast, so <laughs> this is phenomenal for me. So well, thank that, you that's for great. Uh, that's good news that I uh, <laughs> got one of and, your goals and checked out. And by the way, man, don't feel bad that nobody wants to record with you or be on the show. Rick does that to us literally every week. <laughs> and you know Josh is never on on the mothership, dude. So we feel your pain, bro. We that's who it. took both of them. I was I was thinking of actually calling him to get his take on some stuff, and then Ryan went with him, and I was like, "Fuck those guys!" <laughs> like we have the capability to actually call them and get them to like say stuff, and I'm like, "No, nope, no, nope, too bad. We're just gonna talk shit about them, and that's that's uh, that's how." It's well, what's go. cool? What's cool with them bitching you is that this will be the first good episode of Twats <laughs> since the last time Greg and I were on. Be that the highest rated episode one. of twats ever <laughs> <laughs> you just need to come up with a cool clickbait title and then there you go you're good absolutely just uh post greg's chins on there and we're good to go <laughs> you'll cool. get minus views if you do that don't do that no they're beautiful so everyone that does listen to this podcast knows that i love the nba so i actually brought you guys on and we're going to talk a little nba first um like i said i was going to call rick because he wanted his uh, whatever known that he thinks that the warriors are going to win in five and then if they don't, it's LeBron's fault. But yeah, he's he's a loser. <laughs> so what's your take on that series? So, so right now, I don't right, know when you guys release the podcast. So this only I'm actually going to release it. So it's going to be released. So we're recording this on Sunday, and it's actually going to be released tomorrow morning, Monday. I'm going to release it. But um, oh, so wow. currently, the Celtics are currently up one nothing. Yes, in this and they play tonight, Sunday. So when you record, they'll they'll be game two. Um, I think right. that it's 
probably going to go six or seven, and Boston's going to win. I think wow. it's probably six because if Boston does not win in six, which is what they they have like home field advantage that at that time, um, it's going to be difficult for them to win Game Seven in San Francisco. I'm going to say Warriors in six, mm-hmm. um, and Clay Thompson will be the one that ices it. Clay Thompson is right. a, a big def- time player. It's definitely. Um, I would say that the thing that's probably held the Warriors back the most out of everything, I mean, besides injuries, last couple of years is Clay Thompson's injury, right? Right. Both. Uh, th- Both we of saw that. Yeah, but Steph is not. Steph is the MVP, right? He's he's one A for sure, but you need that that one B. Like he cannot win championships without Clay. Clay's the one that saved them time and again in Game Sevens. He's the one that puts up the 41 points against the Thunder. I think it was 41, something like that. He's the one that that's, that saved them every time they're in a bad situation. I, I think it will happen the same time, same same thing around this time. Do you have yeah. uh, you have any? <laughs> what do you think? I know you don't watch it that much, Greg, at all, probably. <laughs> Actually, I do have something insightful here, but it's not what you think. <laughs> so, um, as you probably know, um, I am kind of like the archivist of the Take Warning podcast mothership, and you know, I listen to all of our old shows, and I you know cut clips and and create best of shows like later on down the line. And I'm kind of working on a side project with Duper on. Um, but as I was working on that stuff, I did come across one piece of information that Duper said back in January, okay, about the NBA playoffs. And he actually said, I don't even know if Duper remembers this, but he said that he's going to predict the Warriors to win it over the Nets in the finals. (laughs) So he's like halfway there. Halfway there. And I'm sticking with my, my prediction. I don't even watch the NBA. I haven't watched the NBA in years. I can still predict this shit. Well, you you missed out on the net, but there were a lot of people (laughs) that predicted Golden State though because of what they were and because they were actually getting Clay Thompson back. It's just a lot of people were unsure exactly what Clay Thompson was going to come back as. Was he going to be like eighty percent of what he was? Like what what exactly he was going to be? But this year has actually not even been really Draymond and Clay Thompson. Like they've had so many new guys that they picked out that are really good players. Like that that organization is just really good. Well, that's what happens when you have a team that won 72 games and then right. you go through a couple of down seasons, you have top picks, and then you just add them into a a, a stellar core of players already. Um, it right. kind of makes cheap. them look amazing. Yeah, and for cheap, right? They're not signing free agents that, that no, try to continue that They've, I mean, they found yeah. Poole. He was in the G League, and he's he they've he's been really good. He probably should have been player of the year. And then they also found uh, Kaminga, who, who's been a really – they haven't played him too much because he's a rookie and he's really he he's very athletic, but mm-hmm. if you are smart as a veteran, you can get him turned around basically on defense. So like sometimes they haven't played him, and then they did play this other their other rookie Moody. He's he's good. They they just have done really good at drafting and really good at surrounding Steph with players, which is the issue with the Lakers because LeBron James is taking over, not an actual GM. Anyway, that, that's I, I, not really what I brought you on to talk about that I, no, stuff. But that's, but, well, but that's say, not. But the problem with the Lakers is not LeBron trying to play GM. The problem is LeBron's attitude towards the sport, right? Like, so he has to have full control. But then Russ was the only one that put up any effort, and then he turns the entire <laughs> locker room against Russ this season. He's he's a diva. Like he has to be the go-to guy, or else he's not happy. So 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 here's the guy. thing with with. LeBron like I'm gonna tell like when he came into the league to Cleveland 
he was very good, the best player, and Cleveland did him a disservice and did not surround him with enough talent. And then they the tried. Media, they tried. Not. I mean, they, they brought in Antoine Jamison. They brought in. Okay. Uh, um, there, there was a two guard that was really solid. Um, that they brought in. They brought in Shaq. Um, Shaq they tried to an bring old Shaq. So I'm telling you, like the it, problem it, it was, was probably to build a combination a around an 18 year old. Look, it's, it's, a, it's tough. The the problem is, is that it's Cleveland and nobody wants to play there. So it's hard. You can't really you have to trade for your players because you can't really bring in free agents. And then the other thing is, is the media has been on LeBron to win championships. So there's a lot of pressure. So once once that happened, that he figured out that, hey, I'm not going to be able to win with this team. I'm going to go somewhere else where I can try to win championships. And then he won championships in Miami, and I think he's like, this This is the way that I win championships, so I'm going to go and try to repeat that. Curry didn't have to do that. He had a team built around him. He, you know, like, if, if you would have think, if they switched places, Curry took, like, two years off, basically, for injuries and let them replenish his talent around him, whereas LeBron would have been like, dude, why, why don't you have veterans in here? Like, why? what are we doing? Like, we, I can't wait. Like, I have to win now, now, now. And it's hard to really say that LeBron's method didn't work because the dude went to eight finals in a row and he has four championships. Like that's okay, but there's asterisks on that. The, the on, on what one Eastern of them? Eastern Conference was terrible. Eastern Conference was terrible. I mean, it, you can yeah. only play who you... every year. <laughs> every year that he went to the finals with the Cavaliers before he went to the Heat, he would have probably been the eighth seed if he was over in the West. It was terribly unbalanced. When he got to the Miami Heat. Well, now you form a super team, right? I, I honestly, uh, you, you can hold me to this. He's only won one NBA championship. Le- <laughs> LeBron James has won one NBA championship, and now is the year his Cavaliers beat the Warriors because he carried that team on his back a hundred percent. So the rest of them were all super teams. No, but so for that, like, you're not going to say that that's an asterisk too because uh, Draymond Green got suspended. <laughs> I couldn't. No, play not at all. Game. No, he he. 100% earned that championship. He, he that, had a that good team. 100% like, him. Kyrie Irving is a pretty damn good player. He had good, he had good yeah, players. Absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. But Kyrie was hurt during that series, and so was Kevin Love. I think that right? I don't... They both had it. I don't really like asterisks on stuff, because you can only play who is in front of you and beat who is in front of you. And the thing is, is if it was so easy and they could have done that, then why didn't other teams make eight... Fi- like, why don't they make it to the finals eight times in a row? The Eastern Conference has they been didn't weak play in for the West long- or in the East. The Eastern Conference has been weak for a long time. Not even Michael Jordan made it to eight in a row. Well, that's because he took two years off. I, it's still, to, and, and it's not one hundred percent that he would have made it because yes, the thing is, the thing with LeBron, like yes, his, he would have. The biggest thing with LeBron is that he has just been there and been able to play and been great every single year. He doesn't. You're going to tell me that Jordan could not have beat the Knicks and he I'm, couldn't have beat the. Magic. I'm going to tell you that Jordan's body was probably breaking down, and one of the reasons why he stepped away, it, it, like I, I think, John Dis. <laughs> yeah, his, uh, his dad probably put like his dad dying probably pushed him into into baseball but right. you don't know if he would have if he would have stayed if he would have continued to win and he would have won three in a row and then three like you, you, there's no guarantees that houston team that won the two years he was gone were really good and i know that those they are the west okay. and they're in the finals but i'm just saying like you don't know what would have happened you don't know if someone would rolled up on his ankle those houston rockets teams were really good in the playoffs they're okay during the regular season they were not dominant championship teams Akeem Olajuwon is a top 10 of all time that dude is like Mm. I I might he rivals Shaq for the best center let's just say that like he's rivals he he schooled Shaq in the finals 
Well, a baby Shaq. He's, but he still did it. Though. He had a pa- like Shaq had a pacifier in his mouth that entire <laughs> series. His mom had to breastfeed him when he went over on the sidelines. <laughs> he was a child. I'm not willing to say that Elijah Wan's better because I'm a Laker fan and I love Shaq. But I'm just gonna say that he he is in the conversation. You can make like the the stuff that I hear about him and I, the stuff that I've seen him play. He was amazing. He was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. I'm I'm not downplaying the dreams. Uh, um, Status it, as uh, a top player of all time. Top 10 might be a bit high. I'd have to look at my numbers and, and reassess that. It's a uh, lot of it's a lot of pressure, though, to continue to win championships, right? Like, right. even with Jordan being on any team, nothing's guaranteed, right? Like, there's a lot of things that have to go right, even in the NBA, um, that, you know, for teams to win championships, right? And then you, there's a lot of unknowns, too, right? Like, say, even if Jordan was there, who's to say that he wouldn't have gotten injured, right? Or other key players under him wouldn't have gotten injured or Jordan taken out the for leg on a subway train <laughs> running over his leg, and he would have still won both of those championships against the Houston Rockets. He played with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, getting into one, the thing that I really did, Brent, that I wanted to talk about today is really like Jimmy Butler because that guy, he's not obviously as good as Michael Jordan, but his tenacity is like Michael. He wants to win at all costs. It doesn't matter if he's hurt. doesn't matter what. Um, I asked you guys to watch the, the ending play and uh, just to set it up for, for everyone. Basically, uh, he rebounded the ball with 18.7 seconds left in this game seven against the Celtics. So this is to go to the finals. The Heat were down by two, came came down the court. Horford, who was guarding him, was backing towards the rim. And instead of attacking him and going towards and getting a two-point layup and possibly even getting a foul, he shot three, missed it, and then the Heat, the Heat lost. So the question is, should he have gone for the two, or, or was the correct thing a three-pointer? Well, hindsight, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? right? But from what I saw, I mean, it there was a lot of space there, right? And there was still, I think, what, like 13 seconds or 11 seconds, something yeah, like that? Seconds. Yeah. And then in front of him, all he had was Al Horford. Everybody else right. went out to the wings. It was a great play by Spostra because he, he spaced the floor very well. You saw... Both of the Miami players on, on each of the wings take them out out of the, the box, right? So you have Jimmy Butler at the top of the key, well, at the three-point line, and then all he has between him and the lot in the bucket is Al Horford. Horford. Right. Which Horford is is a good uh, he's a good defender. Like so it's not a it's not a hundred percent guarantee that if Jimmy Butler would have taken it. Not hundred percent, but you got a big man right. out on the outside, and right. the quickness should be able to win. And, so uh, I'm sorry, Greg, I was just setting up your your. No, you're good, dude. No, I was just saying there's there seemed to be both time and and space to you know do even something as simple as a layup foul, you know, or whatever. You know, he didn't. It it, it seems like for whatever reason he wanted the glory. And I don't know anything about this dude. Is he a good three-point shooter? No, that's so that's another thing that I was going to get into. So he is not a very good three-point shooter. However, his percentage is a little bit uh misleading because like a a high percentage of his three-pointers come at the end of a shot clock bailing out the heat. So they're they're hard three-pointers. But he he generally is not a good three-point shooter. I have however seen him make stuff that was like you, you see him make stuff at the end of the shot clock, and you're like, "How the hell did he make that?" So he definitely could have made it, and the shot looked like it was on; it just missed. It missed short, I believe. Um, so Jimmy Butler had played the whole game at this point, and with 
let's see, uh, three minutes and 20 seconds left. The Heat were down by 13. So it took a lot out of him and the Heat just to get back in this case. And I think what he was thinking is we're not going to win in overtime because I'm exhausted. I'm going to shoot for three. I'm going to try for the win. And I'm going to go like, but there, there just has been a debate about it since it happened that did he, did he really make the right call? And well, that's easy always. And like Greg said, in hindsight, right? right? So if he makes that shot, then he's a hero. If he misses that shot, then he's, he's the one that they're all going to say, why did you go? Why did you go? But I, I kind of feel like he had no gas left and he needed to make, like it was either I'm going to win here or I'm not going to win at all. That's what I think. So with that, right? Well, it's not even about that, right? So I got no gas left. I do just have a big in front of me, but do I even have the energy? Do I have the step to get to right. the to the bucket, right? So that's that's a good aspect, a, a good thing to look at there. Um, I think he has both opportunities. Al Horford was so far back on him that it was easy for that pull up three, right? Right. And then it also he also had enough space to kind of get a a pull up two off if, balance. If he wanted to, I mean, if he wanted, but no, to. no, no, that's 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 a low statistics shot. Right. You don't exactly. want to come inside but the I'm key for a pull like up he two. Had other options you take the three. He missed short on the three, and that's because his legs were gone. Like so, yeah, you're but right. But with though. his legs gone, who even knows if he makes that layup? Right, right. Uh, and so, no, nobody was really in place to get the rebound either. Yeah, from what I saw. You know, yeah, but um, I mean, if you're Jimmy Butler, you're not thinking about the rebound. You're thinking, yeah. whatever shot you're taking is gonna go in. Uh, but Jimmy, when you're when you have 18 seconds left, though, that's something for you should to get think in position, about. Is what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think he just had been amazing that whole series, and uh, I, if he decided that he was gonna shoot it, then then I, that's what I would live and die with as a Heat fan is him shooting it. And with that, I, going, I agree. Going into that, like, if he had made that three pointer he would have been the MVP of the series easy. Like everybody would have voted for him, but because he missed it. Yeah. Because he missed it. And I was bringing me into my second question is his team lost and they voted Jason Tatum as the MVP. Like, do you guys think like as sports fans that you should be able to be the MVP of a series? If you clearly are the best player of the series, but your team loses. Absolutely. hundred percent, 100%. Um, and I'll go back to LeBron, LeBron versus the Warriors. There was a season where um, he took them to six or seven games, and it was just him. Yeah, he that, was hands. So that was the one you're talking about the one when he lost, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was the that was the one that Curry didn't even get the MVP of the of the series, and Iguodala got it. And there was a big. There was actually no votes for Curry. I was just reading this today, actually. No votes for Curry. Seven votes, or, or it was like seven to four. Seven for Iguodala and four for LeBron. Which is pretty, crazy. which is garbage, right? Because how do you give it the the Iguodala when LeBron James just lit your ass up, right? Um, dominated actually, the series because the, of one play at the end of the game. No, no, actually Iguodala. So Cleveland was up two to one, and Iguodala start mm-hmm. started game four and started playing against LeBron. You saw his stats; they didn't obviously disappear because it's LeBron James, but they, they went disappear. from scoring forty points a game to scoring thirty points a game and it made it and right. Made... But thirty points a game in the NBA finals is a high number. You cannot expect any player to average forty points for an entire season. But you're also series. talking about in the winning, finals. Winning by ten points or not winning. Like you could you know what I mean? Like you're talking about ten points is a lot in an NBA game. I'm but I'm just saying series, I'm not, it was that, hands down LeBron did everything. But I'm saying that the assist rebounds right. and the points for Cleveland if, if it wasn't so he was him, the best he he was the hands down best player in that series yes and I would agree with this series here too using that LeBron example 
uh, Jimmy Butler should have. Well, and I didn't watch the whole series. I right. do believe Jimmy Butler went out with an injury, right? So the I think one of the reasons why people argue that he shouldn't have is because in game two, he did go out with an injury. And in game three, so he had some really bad games is, is why, I think, in this case. So he had a terrible game three where he only scored six points, played the whole game. But he had gone out in game two, so it was not 100% that he, he might have been hurt for that game. And then in game right. five, he only scored 13. But then he came back in game six, scored 47. And then in game seven, he willed the Heat to you know, 35. And they almost – so the Heat would not have been anywhere close without him. But he had some really bad games. So what do you think, Greg? You think – Yep. <laughs> can, can you be the MVP of a series if you're on the losing team? So are we talking about NBA Finals MVP or are you just talking, well, this, talking this, about this, like, any, uh, any sport in general? Yeah, so this it, this case that we're talking about was the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But I was just in general, like, kind of like we can debate that with Butler. But if there was a hockey series and somebody scored a bunch of goals and their team still lost, like, could they be the – I don't know what they call the MVP of the – Stanley Cup. So the um the so in in NHL like yeah they have their own like MVPs of series and but NHL normally does it through like the season right like they have the season okay, awards so they, they don't have like a that. series MVP. They they do but hockey tends to do like three stars of a game and things like that and it's even very rare that even in somebody in the scenario that you just brought up that somebody from the other team would be like the third star. Normally it's whoever wins gets all three stars, right? Like I think very rarely have I ever seen like the top performer of a losing team get a star, right? I, or, you know, or the lowest the star. Thing, Cause I, I do watch some hockey and from what I've seen, it's easier for somebody to one player to take over a basketball game than it is one player. I think to take over hockey, unless you're talking about a goalie. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's what makes NHL so dynamic, right? Like, yeah, you have your stars, but in order to win in the playoffs, which we'll get to here shortly, like you need, you need your other people that are not your stars to step up and start, you know, creating scoring opportunities and points and things like that. With Jimmy Butler, do you think some of this negativity around him not getting that series MVP and, and just overall, is he the second most, um, Behind LeBron. Disrespected NBA player? No, I don't, I don't know. The, I LeBron is of... the most overrated player in on the history of the planet. Well, not overrated. Who is? He, he probably gets a just amount of 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 credit. Who is the sorry, second? Is he Westbrook? Is, is he, he the second most? You, you'll hear my answer. <laughs> is he the second most disrespected <laughs> NBA player in the current modern era of the NBA? I I would say no because. LeBron is probably, I mean, you said would be one. I think Kawhi Leonard is up there because he does a lot of the load management. Disrespected? I think think Kawhi Leonard, I don't know about disrespect. I mean, it's hard. Disrespected or Whenever whenever anything goes wrong with Butler, it is his fault, right? Right. The Miami game, um, Chicago breaking down, the Timberwolves breaking down, him leaving the Sixers. Everything's always Jimmy Butler's fault. Every time anything goes bad, and it's that drive, his motivation to be better and to push his teammates and Carl Anthony Towns sitting around on his ass and not hitting the gym kind of reminds me of Kobe and Shaq back in the day. But then who gets the fault? Just like Kobe back in the day, this one is always Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is always the fall guy. And then even though now he's carried a team to the NBA Finals, and now he's taken a team that probably shouldn't, that, that should be a, 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 a borderline playoff team, 
and he's making them a championship contender every year, he's still not getting necessarily I would, due respect. I would we say don't hear about him enough. That he is up there and the Heat in general, just because they won the East this year, and you didn't really hear it. I'm, like the only thing that people talked about was the Nets and the Lakers, who didn't even, two of the teams that were out after the like the Nets after the first round, and the Lakers didn't even make the. So, I don't know about disrespected, but maybe more just like ignored and not like elevated as like a superstar. Like even on this podcast, Ryan said that Jimmy Butler is not a superstar, and he doesn't perform. Right. At, in in the regular season because i think he gets hurt a lot but he not many people perform like him in the playoffs i'll tell you he's not a superstar because the media holds him back <laughs> the media does not like him they don't advertise him they don't put him out there um so he, that's the reason why he's not a superstar i just i think it's interesting with our question about the mvp because the the ball if the ball would have went in like a couple inches you're just talking about a couple inches he would have been the mvp and it just seems like it's crazy. He's always talking about a couple inches. <laughs> <laughs> just in just in general with sports, like if you think like uh, most of the games are inches, you know, in inches the ball goes in, inches the ball hits the post instead of goes in in hockey. Like it's just you, you're just talking about like one small little change and then it changes everything for history. Like Butler would have got the MVP, they would have went to the finals. Like it's just it's just a crazy to think that uh, the reason Kawhi why he didn't get that, the MVP that, is because why hit that play. three. Kawhi hits that three-pointer against Butler's uh, Heat. I mean, if he doesn't hit that, or against the Sixers. If he doesn't hit that, the Sixers probably won that championship. Yeah. You mean, uh, are you talking about Kawhi Leonard when he hit that? Yeah, when Kawhi hit yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Cha- Right, that and Butler was on that. Yeah, right? No, I get it. No, it's that's, inches. It's inches. So, with with uh, talking about this, let's let's go into hockey, because we did bring that up about... Oh, the most, most disrespected player in the NBA, hands down, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I <No>. knew you. <laughs> <laughs> so, they so who's the say, most? Who's the most disrespected? Oscar Robin. What they used to say, Oscar Robinson's triple double would never be repeated for a season, <laughs> and then Russ did it for forty six years in a row, and they're like, "Oh, it's not a fucking big deal. Nobody fucking talks about triple doubles. That's an overrated stat." Ah, fuck you guys. So, who is the most <laughs> disrespected player in NHL? Oh, <laughs> oh man there's a few of them uh, um, I, right right now it's patrick ahead. kane dude fuck that guy you know he's a dirty ass player for edmonton yeah um but there's quite but a few of them that dude. makes him the most disrespected player did he play oh for, disrespected oh disrespected. or not watch um, he's he's been chicago? around he's sorry. been around for years yeah he used to sorry I, I just remember him being on chicago yeah well, NHL players, they move around a lot. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, disrespected. I already got an yeah. answer. Go ahead. Marc-Andre Fleury. One of the greatest <laughs> goalies of all time. <laughs> hands down. <laughs> hands down. Gets benched for in, in, in Pittsburgh during the playoffs, right? And then it splits time. Despite him being one of the, the most winningest goalies of all time, it's put into the expansion draft. And then carries an expansion team to the, the Stanley Cup Finals, and then gets traded for in in favor of starting Liner, who is maybe a a top twenty five goalie in the game today. Like he's not elite. If if you're gonna bench Flurry, it need or, or trade Flurry from the team, it needs for to be for an elite goalie. You forgot so, last year. Uh, last year, fucking Not Flurry right. won. Flurry won the Vezina too, so he won the trophy for best goalie, and they still traded him. 
and they trade him. They trade him. Like, they're just like, okay, thank you. Um, I mean, all you did was win goalie of the year, and then you uh, carry multiple franchise our franchise to the Stanley Cup. You you won a Stanley Cup, but well, you won Stanley Cups, but you really excelled during um, a, a season with Pittsburgh. But no biggie. You're you're expendable. It's garbage the way that they treat Flurry. Flurry is is an all time great goalie, and they treat him like he is a backup guy. It's ridiculous, dude. He went to uh, he went to the Wild though, and the Wild made the playoffs. So it kind of you know it uh, yep. it went back up a little bit towards the, the end. So the I mean, downside I- with Flurry is when you when you have him playing. Just like we were talking about with Jimmy Butler, it's all or nothing, right? Like he's gonna save your ass and take or you not. to the Stanley Cup Finals, or he's gonna give up eighteen goals in seven minutes during a major penalty in Game Seven against the Sharks, right? What, dude, you gotta re- you gotta remember, Flurry's getting old, dude. What so team is he on? He's now? not gonna be in the league. He's on, he's on the, the wild. Uh, Minnesota Wild. Okay. So yeah, it's it's been so, a long time since I've even watched hot like. Be- before that, Jonathan Quick, obviously, because I watched the Kings, and then before that, I basically watched Hasek and and Wah. Like that's those are the two goalies that were good. But I mean, from what I've seen, if you don't have a good goalie, then you're not you're generally not going to win. Well, very true, but it depends, right? So it's a combination. Um, so it seems like a lot of scoring look, has happened this year. Yeah, well, it needs to be right because a lot of these. Um, I would say. The Eastern Conference goalies are probably better than the Western Conference goalies right now. Um, Vasilevsky won the Vezina, and obviously he he you know helped Tampa Bay win the Stanley Cup the past two years. They're trying to get it for the third year in a row this time. I don't see that happening. Um, and I just like the other dude's name. Hold on, where is it? Um, from New York. Fuck's his name. Um, By the way, I'm watching that that game right now. Rangers are up one nothing over Tampa Bay, and they lead the series. I. I, I was surprised it, to actually hear that Tampa Bay had won the last two years because I mean, if they went, if they won again, three years in a row is something crazy, right? Yeah, like it, that very rarely ever happens. I think Detroit did it. Um, obviously, I think Montreal way back in the day I think uh, did it. Did it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Shesterkin, that's <laughs> the dude from the Rangers. <laughs> oh my like what He sounds like one of the Muppets, right? From yeah. uh, the, the, <laughs> the Swedish. Swedish yeah, exactly. You know, I don't like the Rangers winning that series. Um, and if they do win it, I think it is just bad. I think Tampa Bay lost the series, right? If they lose this series. Well, so something else to consider too, right? And I and we'll get to the Western Conference one after, but um, like Tampa Bay, I mean, they weren't even in the past you count this year. In the past three years, it's not like they were sweeping teams left and right, right? Like they were fighting hard felt fucking battles. Um, and then four years ago, they were out in the first round. So they won the president. Well, and now that, that was the year, yes, they were dominant yeah. during the regular season. And then yeah. um, and I will say didn't that like it's kind of flipped. I this year, sorry, huh? didn't they sweep someone this year? That was a big deal. I think. Um no, Florida, well, they might have. I don't know, I'd have to go back and look, but the point I'm trying to make is like they weren't sweeping teams every yeah. series. So they they had this streak where they had an 18 game win streak after they lost the first game of the playoffs. So it was almost like guaranteed that like if they lost game one, they would come back and win the series, right? Oh, and that's, that's what crazy, they've done yeah. consistently over the past three years. But I think the Rangers, man, I think the Rangers are this year's like like they kind of flipped, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think the Rangers 
are now the old Tampa Bay Lightning. And dude, they're grinding it out, man. Um, goaltending is fucking fabulous. Um, they're they're getting it done, dude. And they, and they're they've been whipping the shit. Like game one was six two against the Lightning. Oh, yeah. Like it's crazy. They're up. No. Two, but if, two okay, so the ra- and then now the Rangers are one of those. The Rangers are one nice. of those teams that if they win the Stanley Cup this year, there's nobody in the league saying that they were the best team in hockey. The best teams in hockey right now are the three other teams playing in in, in the semi or in the conference finals. Not, mm-hmm. not the Rangers. The Rangers well, dude, are obviously number four, dude. Yeah, but you got to remember too, like like the Rangers finished uh, second in their division, right? In the Metropolitan Division, they right. finished second, so they were a strong team throughout. Now, would I consider them the greatest team? No, but that's the beautiful thing about NHL playoffs is that you don't need to be the best team to win the Stanley Cup. Anything can happen in the NHL playoffs. A lot of times yeah. in hockey, it's not the best team that wins, even though it's seven game series. I thought like. They're, they're, I mean, yep. the Kings won, and they were the eighth seed. So you can't tell me that ever, people thought that they were the best team before they won. Unlike the NBA, the hockey playoffs is a whole separate season from the regular season, right? You do get your upsets in the NBA, and the reason why those make such big news is because that's a true upset, right? In the NHL, you can see a, a, a lower-seeded team just dominate a series just because they get hot at the right time. There's, there's so many factors that go into a series um in in hockey and like we were talking about earlier it's very hard i mean outside of that avalanche and um edmonton series for one player to just dominate right it's a truly a a team sport it's kind of more like baseball uh you you can have all the bats in the world but if you can't pitch you're not going to win as many games right you need good defense and you need good offense the nba shit we saw the sun's do, do great things with just an offense. They didn't even try to play defense. They would just um, wait for a rebound and then run up the floor. Uh, I mean, the NBA, the, you, had, the year. you had years in a row where you had like golden, you knew it was going to be Golden State and Cleveland at the end, yeah. which just makes the regular season suck because you don't even want to watch. You're just like, can we just go to the finals already? So, I mean, that yeah. that part of hockey, I definitely could say like hockey playoffs, if you don't, that's that's why everyone watches sports is because you don't know, you don't want to know what's going to go. You You want, you want there to be some parody and you want people to be able to win that you didn't expect. We say that. We say that. But the problem I would say that the NHL has when it, it comes to gaining popularity with the masses is that it's very – and same thing with the MMA, right? It's very hard to root against a team because you don't have any dominant teams, right? One thing that, that everybody loved in the NFL – everybody loved in the NBA is rooting against the Cavs, against the Warriors, against the Patriots. It's nice to have that big defend that that big bad guy, right? Like, oh, I hate the Yankees, right? Everybody hated the Yankees. Uh, it, it's nice for all the rest of the league to kind of unify around their hatred of of a of a team. The Red Wings back in the That's day. That's what I was just gonna that say. Didn't, team that everybody didn't used to we hate, have right? that? And were the ratings higher then? Like, because I thought you did have the. I mean, because uh, yeah. I thought you either liked the Red Wings or you didn't. What do you think, Greg? I didn't. I, I didn't. Know, cause, cause I, I couldn't stand them. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and it it was funny, man. Like the the conferences were a little bit different back then too. So um, Detroit and obviously uh, the Avalanche. You know, they didn't only play each other more in the regular season, but they would frequently play each other in the postseason. And then um, when you just get you know that awesome rivalry, um, and it was I think I think Detroit won it overall. Um, over like the 
the five, six years of that rivalry. I think they won the cup more than the avalanche did, but it was still fucking amazing, dude. I mean, you even had goalies fighting each other fucking back then. Right. And you're like, dude, yeah. this is just insane. Right. Like, and, and like it, it's, it gets people talking about it. Right. Exactly. Are there exactly. actual rivalries like that in hockey? That was actually a, a topic I wanted to talk about. Cause there's not in the NBA anymore. Um, oh, yeah, there's, dude. There's, there's legit rivalries in in NHL. Like, there's teams that just hate each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the Penguins and the Capitals. Um, you know, the Colorado players, the players and, and actually the Knights hate each had it for a couple they, years. The players, like, yeah. it doesn't really matter who the play. Like, as soon as you get on those two teams, you're gonna hate. You know that you're supposed to hate that. Yeah. Just the and, Sharks and the Knights had that for a bit. Um, yeah, and just, and. NBC even made money off of that. They used to call before it went over to ESPN. They would have like Wednesday night rivalry night, and they made sure that like every season, all their Wednesday night games were fucking between two rivals. And then if you look at the um, the um, God, the Winter Classic, a lot of times those Winter Classic games where they play hockey outside in like a baseball stadium or football stadium, normally the Winter Classic would be against two known rivalry teams just to help you know upsell tickets and and you know boost the another popularity thing that helps that. with the rivalry in the nhl is the fact that they let them fight right I mean, so yeah, you actually get that blood going right and then it actually increases your your dislike of that other team right um i guess in the nba they've almost fostered this this love affair with everybody where you got a hug and um well, they they want to play just, with each other, not beat each other, which is how it used to be. Yeah. Like that, if yeah. I mean the the thing is, is like that's one of the reasons why I like Giannis so much because he didn't he doesn't want to go to another team. He wants to stay on his team and he wants to win. He doesn't work out with anyone in the off season because he doesn't want to share anything. Like he wants to generally beat the other people. And it kind of I was think like, Butler's the same way too. Who Butler? Yeah, uh, he, I don't know if he. The thing is, is like you said, Butler's not. You only really hear about Butler when something bad goes down. Like you don't really yep. hear that much about him. And I mean, speaking about like media coverage, I think a, a good thing for the NHL is the fact that ESPN's picked them up. I mean, oh, that is good. Uh, one thing that hurts the NHL too is that you don't see their faces, right? So face recognition kind of makes them more human to people, and it, it makes you be able to connect better with the players, right? Stars, the fact. But- I still think like I could I know I turned on the uh, the TV and I can uh, get the channel no. like before the channels were terrible. Like I couldn't I, I, I disagree. I disagree with you dude because look at the NFL. Right. They're wearing full-blown helmets too, but everybody yeah. knows who the people are in the NFL. I think about, think about how much time they spend with those cameras during every during the 45 minutes that they take between each play. They're just showing the players yeah. over on the sideline with their helmets off. But look at just, I mean, all the, I mean, I guarantee you everybody in Canada knows everybody because of the popularity of it. Great. And then like, look at all the local, you know, so yes, you may have a slight point, but I'm going to disagree with most of your points. Well, there. I mean, there's multiple the reasons stars. why the NHL doesn't have that high level of popularity. It's also that the puck is hard to follow, right? It's a very but fast move. It's the not. Stars in the NFL, Greg. Well, it's not like, now who, with HD, who, but it used to be. Who, the people in the NFL that are the most popular, you know what they look like. Like, yeah, no. to, to just to be on like duper like you you know who Tom, but, you know what Tom Brady looks like you know what who, what Aaron Rodgers do looks you like. know do you know who Alex Ovechkin is do you know <laughs> yes, what he I looks do. like I do I do, do but, you know who Sidney Crosby is do you know who he looks like but I bet you but, if you but I you bet, know what McDavid looks like yeah absolutely you do yeah but if but, if, uh, if he went and slapped the Preston's ass after a baseball <laughs> game he wouldn't know who McDavid is yeah he would he would recognize the accent. 
<laughs> and, and I mean, a, I might now you know? that they're picked up on ESPN and I can watch the games easily. Like before, it was on like Velocity or something, and you could barely even get the channel. It was, yeah. Like, and, I think, and I think the Golden Knights. I think media, Golden Knights went with AT and T Sportsnet, and that's garbage too. Media exposure is a big thing. It's the reason why yes. the NBA makes them and the NFL makes their players talk to the media afterwards, so that you could actually see what they look like. I agree with Duper that you have to you have to get them out there to be able to yeah. look at them. Well, the NHL does too. They have post conferences all the time and interviews during every intermission and that. But yes, I will always agree with you that. In North America, NHL is probably the least popular sport. Well, I will agree to America. Oh, well, the United States. In the United well, not, States, yes. You got to remember Canada is North America. Yeah. Man, you know, well, you got to include Mexico and then <laughs> yeah, Mexico doesn't care about the NHL. It's, yeah, I know. It's weird. Exactly. Too, that's what I'm saying. Least popular. You hear a lot of sports casters and stuff talk about the NHL, and they're just like, there's nothing better than the NHL playoffs. But not, for some not. reason, it just doesn't. It's completely un, it's unpredictable. I know, but it doesn't. It's just like you said, it, it hasn't. It, People say that, but then not as many people watch it, and they don't. They don't really even talk about it on more sport sports shows. Like, I I listen to the Dan Patrick show almost every day, and they have, they barely talk about hockey. And he and he's one of the ones that says it. Like he says it. Like NH, he probably watches the playoffs, but he doesn't watch anything else, and they don't really talk about it for ratings. So I feel like maybe that maybe ESPN picking him up is break is going to break into something because it's good. It's going to be popular. Hopefully, I like watching it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hopefully it catches on a little bit more. Out of the four teams left in the playoffs in the NHL, how do you rank them, Greg? Um, one, two, well, one, two, I, four. I I would probably say the Western, so Colorado one, Edmonton two, and then I would probably I would have put before the playoffs started. I would have put the Lightning. Actually, it's a toss up between the Lightning and Edmonton. I'd put them either at two or three, and then put the Rangers fourth. Yeah, but. Me too. This fucking goddamn conference final is just insane on both sides of the, you know. Um, but I think, I don't know, what, what do you got? You agree? I, I agree 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, um, I think whoever wins the Western Conference, knock on wood, is going to win the cup. I also agree with that 100%. Yeah. Now, Edmonton, are they here without Kane? Kane, remember, so Kane, and, and I'll give Dirtiest some backstory player to everybody. Fucking... That's not true. But Kane is. You uh, have not seen the series, have you? Yeah, but Reeves is maybe the dirtiest player. Uh, and, then, well, uh, and your boy Reeves is in New York right now. I so, know he is yeah. on, on that fourth line. Um, but Ed- Edmonton's so down Kane, three games to none. Is it? Are there a lot of 3 0 comebacks? Very rarely. And. Yeah. So there, it's but most likely it's the NHL. Colorado. You never know. And Tampa Bay is one of those tough-minded teams. Anybody can do it. It would be Tampa Bay. But with uh, Kane. So Kane was on the Sharks. And then he, he forged his COVID ID vaccine requirement. And so the NHL found out. They suspended him. And then the Sharks eventually let him go. Kane's an elite player despite... Whatever he's dirty as fuck, dude. But he's he's an elite player. I was hoping it was going to come to the Knights. He so, he's a dirty ass. So he he got the twenty game suspension for COVID, right? right? And then he's gotten like I think two or three different three to five game suspensions for stuff like elbowing and boarding oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, like absolutely. that. And then he did the same exact thing to fucking Nazem Kadri, who right now now a lot of people hate Kadri for the hit that he did last year on yes. St. Louis. And they were like, oh, and he, he got suspended like five He's or six too. games for that, right? Patrick Kane did 
an even harder hit on Nazem Kadri. Kadri's actually out, and I don't know. We'll see. There's there's a board on if they're going to take any other action on fucking Kane or not. But Kane has been playing dirty this entire fucking series. He's been trying to take out players like Kadri. He's fucking did a couple shady-ass hits on Nathan McKinnon um, and Kale McCarr. And, dude, nothing's happening to this motherfucker. The, so the I reason, hope they actually take hard action on the him. The reason why that you put up with players that are dirty is because of the results. Like, in yeah, any sport, absolutely. it doesn't really matter what yeah. sport it is. Like, you, you have players well, all over the NFL that are dirty. You have players in the NBA that are dirty. But the reason why they have a job is because they help win championships. Because yeah. you need that hard-minded mindset. Uh, mindset. Yeah. You, you need that. You In the NHL, you need enforcers. You need a guy that you can put out there on the ice, and they're going to put up a fight. Like, But there's a difference guy. between playing hard and playing dirty. Right. Yeah, well. You know? Um, also, and in the playoffs, they demonstrate this all the time, right? Like, dirty, there's no place in the game for dirty players. Is there a not, place in the game for fucking, no, not at all. So that's the point I'm getting. Now, kudos to Colorado. They've played nothing but disciplined hockey. So they haven't <laughs> been reactionary, even the Kane shit. And it's been paying off for them, right? Like, they have the best uh, power play in the playoffs. They're up 3 nothing in the series. So I haven't you know, watched it, like, any of like, that series. But I do want to say that I know that you're an Avalanche fan, so it's hard for me to say that you're going to say kudos to the Avalanche for playing clean. <laughs> I'm just, I haven't watched any of it, but I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Dude, normally though, and, and Dupe will know, because me and Dupe talk throughout the year when we see games and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll tell Dupe and Josh too. I'm like, yeah, that was bullshit. They shouldn't have done that. Like, I'll be honest, like the Kadri hit last, was last year. year. Yeah. You know, I was like, ooh, yeah, he's going to yeah. get time for that, you know? So. Yeah, I'm I'm yes, I am biased, obviously, but um like I said, bottom line, there's a difference between playing dirty and playing hard, you know, and playing rough. So if if both of you so guys what, agree that there's no place in the game for dirty plays like that, then how come like why why do executives feel like there is? Because he obviously has a he shouldn't have games. a job. Okay. So they that, win games. So the fans think that there's no place, but as long like I don't know. I just so the, it's a difference, right? So it's kind of like in the NH or the NFL, right? It's the difference between going for the head and going for a hard tackle, right? Because we back in the day with the NFL before it was it was watered down. Those big hits that was Sports Center, right? I mean, that was as exciting as a eighty yard touchdown pass. Is you hit a guy hard enough that you heard it in the stadium? That was impactful. It got rid of it. so. Those hits are very important in hockey. You need a guy that's willing to go out there and make those hard hits, to intimidate the other team. So then they're they're questioning if they're going to even go after that puck, right? You want them looking over their shoulder. Do I hear footsteps? Da doom, da doom, da doom, da doom, right? You want the guys to be thinking about that. You got to have a guy like Reeves who will go out there and just get in a fist fight when another player puts a dirty hit on one of your guys to, to kind of just say, we're not putting up with your bullshit. I need my guy to go out there and deal with your fucking bullshit too. So the the hockey game is, I don't think that they can completely get rid of it because it's so embedded in the sport. If you get rid of those hits, I mean, I don't even know how you would play hockey without. No, hits, I'm not saying right? get rid of the hits. I'm just saying like you shouldn't be like, for example, boarding, right? Like the penalty of boarding is when you go after a, what they say a defenseless player. So somebody who is not expecting to hit and you come from behind and you shove them in the boards because most yep. of those hits 
are ugly as fuck and they it's are. straight up head to board right yeah. and that's what happened with kane he you know to be fair to the refs they did give him a five minute major um and the nhl like i said they do and the nhl has been okay on this they've been fairly quick to be fair when it comes to suspensions and stuff like that so i will be shocked if kane doesn't get a suspension but here's the thing right nazim kadri he's injured for at least the rest of the series and he's probably going to be if they make it to the cup which they probably will he may be out for the stanley cup final which is That's a huge fucking blow so to Colorado. The thing right? is, but like, at the just, same time, that a five-minute major it changes the game, right? Because right. it's not like any other sport. You, That's one game, though. In the NBA, you make a foul, you don't pull that player out of the game, right? Like they. Well, they have flagrant them. fouls in the NBA, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and you could, yeah, and you could get, you, you could be ejected. No, but so. But then, just, but then, a player comes back in off the bench to replace that player. Still, you're still right. playing five on five at all times. Right. So, but just thinking about like hearing you guys and, and thinking about it, like it's. It's never going to be the teams that are going to get that out of it because the teams always want to win. The play, like, it's going to have to be the league. Like, if you think about it, like, if if the league feels like there's no room in hockey for dirty plays, the league will get rid of that. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, the, it's and, not going to be the teams. Room. So when we're talking about truly dirty plays, like like what Greg is talking about, um, with, with that 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 hit in the back when a defensive player is facing away. That is truly a defense uh, or a dirty play, and the league will probably look at so, that. And there's why will he'll be, be suspended, right? Yeah, more than likely. And another thing uh, that I like that the NHL does too is when they impose penalties, they wait to see what actually happened to the player, right? Yeah. Like if the player just well, comes back to the ice, I don't, and chances are they're not going to give that person an, uh, actually an like extreme that. penalty, but. You know, like hockey, for example, majors, right? Like if you get a five-minute major and your injury made the the dude bleed, well, now that dude's automatically ejected from the game. But that's right? what I like, don't like about that, that call. So so it should be the action that matters, not the impact, right? Just because you got lucky and you didn't make a guy bleed doesn't doesn't mean it was worse or, or better. Right? Yeah. Um, it should be the action that, that they, they judge. But what I do like about the beginning of your statement was – the NHL really does take a lot of time to investigate these things, and they really do look into all these various plays. So that that is the part that I like about it. But going back to my question, Evander Kane is are the Oilers in their position right now if they didn't sign him? Yes. You think that they still make the Western Conference Finals? Uh, yeah, dude. Because Connor McDavid and um, fuck, what's that other guy's name? No, because the Kings um, beat them. <laughs> <laughs> but I do kind of, yeah, I don't, I, I would I say so. yes. Now you don't think so? Well, no, not at all. Well, fuck your opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I like this. <laughs> this was a team that was a borderline playoff team. Right. Um, and, and Kane kind of took them what over that. They were, they were, I think they were number two in their division again. This year, just like were. the Rangers. And, yeah. And, 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 and because you have a superstar, uh, expectations are always going to be slightly high for a team like this, but they were barely making the playoffs. Um, and then Kane comes in, and then he changes everything. They they skyrocket up the the rankings, and then uh, they're they're a legitimate championship team. I mean, we're down to the final four teams, and entering entering these games, you and I would have both put Edmonton two or three, hands down. Um, so. So I think Kane is, think, is a difference maker. Do you think the Rangers or the uh, Tampa Bay team can can they beat the Avalanche? 
In the NHL yes. finals? Yeah, because those are the anybody. teams that will be playing them. Right? In, in the Stanley Cup finals, I think if you would have taken um, the Mighty Ducks and put them against the Avalanche, there's a chance that the Ducks could win it if they just put a random poor team <laughs> in the in, in the Stanley Cup finals. The flying <laughs> beat. <laughs> Who knows, right? <laughs> you never know in the NHL. That that's the nice thing about it. Yeah. Uh, you who never do you know. Think, who do you but, think has a better who chance? Who should win? But no, who should win? The Rangers or right now? The Lightning. I think Tampa Tampa Bay. Bay. Lightning's going to have a hard time, man, because one of their top stars, Braden Point, he's he's out. He's injured. So um, that's one of their big boys, you know. So kind of like Kadri being out, Braden Point, I would argue, is probably the equivalent to Tampa Bay. So with him being out is obviously not helping things. Um, but it looks like the Rangers have figured out a way to beat Tampa Bay, dude. I don't see Tampa Bay coming back from this. They uh, already started coming back from this game 2-0. They already scored. It's 2-1. So, they, I don't know. I, f- I feel like if they win this game, just the fact that it's 2-1, they can come back, no? Oh, yeah. No, anything's possible. Don't get me wrong. Um, and they, their, their advantage is they are playing at home, too. So, um, and by the way, that's as of the time of this recording, everybody. So, well, they're going to know. Check in yeah, when ESPN this comes out, they're going to know the, <laughs> they're going to know the score. Um, you know who the coach of the, uh, the Rangers is? No. A lot. Oh. Okay. A lot. The guy that carried the Golden Knights to yeah. the Stanley Cup finals in their first season on in existence, which is unheard of, right? I mean, you just do not hear about that. Um, it's almost impossible. So well, he made out like a bandit in the expansion draft, let's just be honest. No, no. But even after that expansion draft, there was still all the talk about that oh, they're gonna be competitive, but they're gonna be near the bottom. They got Flurry, but Flurry can't do everything right um you didn't have your guys like carlson or marsh salt break out until that season um but regardless the lot the guy that they fired in favor of the bower who was now fired in the knights he's carrying yet another team that was just kind of garbage right the rangers were, were not a good franchise and now he's turned that team around gallant he's highly disrespected as as a manager as a coach well, and so you, you bring up another point, right? And I guess the same is true for every sport, but um, especially in hockey where it's more dynamic and you got to make more decisions on the fly, hockey playoffs are all about adjustments. So you will right. very rarely see the same lines game for game. Like, you know, has, you know, the one team shifts their lines and shifts their big players and the other coach has to do it. Um, and here's the thing, when you're at home games, you're the first one that has to make changes, right? Like the opposing team can't make a change until you do. Like that's that's part of the advantage of being at home as well is that you kind of have the advantage of figuring out what line or lines you want to send out, right? So, and, and that's the reason why games a lot of times will go back and forth a lot is because of those changes. Now, seeing a Western and Eastern Conference final where both series may go up 3-0, that's kind of rare. Um, but it's all about coaching and leadership, dude. So with Gallant, and the reason why I, I, I don't see the Rangers winning a championship is just like that Knights team that went to the, the Stanley Cup Finals, that was a team that drastically overachieved what they should have done, right? And once you get to the Stanley Cup Finals, when you're facing a juggernaut like the Avs are, I, I don't think that there's enough adjustments that Gallant could actually make to have the Rangers win. Um, they're an overachieving team. And every once in a while, you do get an underdog that wins. 
but the abs are great. We all knew coming into the season, it was supposed to be, you know, Tampa Bay, Avalanche, and the Knights were supposed to be really strong teams. Those, those were probably your three favorites coming into the season. And the Avalanche have actually, after a slow start, they've lived up to that. Yeah. Well, they were the first ones in Edmonton caught on too, right? Where, and this is where I think they're going to win it, is that Colorado changed the game in regards to defense. So they actually changed it up in getting young stars like Kel McCarr, um, Byram, and they actually used their defensemen to actually set up plays and attack on offense. And it helps when they're actually good on defense too. Like Kel McCarr versus, versus O'Connor, um, or Connor McDavid, like, he, McCarr is, is fucking defended him so well throughout the series. I mean, everybody thought that, you know, Connor would have like eight goals by now. He's had, I think, one, I think, I believe, in this series, which is also huge. So, you know, and now other teams are starting to catch on too with, you know, doing the defense as an offense uh, strategy. And, and they have nothing but fast skaters who are all fucking talented. And that also helps. Yeah. Obviously. And they're, they're, They've got a superstar. So, I mean, when you can build around that, it's a, a great yeah. starting point. They got a few of them. That's the difference. That, right? that is true. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, have three. another I team know. that has superstars that I at least wanted to bring up before we go is uh, the Angels. How are they doing? Oh, great? God. That fucking dumpster Do they have fire. Superstars? Yeah. Yeah. They have um, the, yeah. probably the best two two players in arguably in baseball. But, but Trout and who? Otani. They're. Oh, yeah. Otani. Yeah. Um, but it, fingers crossed, but it looks like that 10-game losing streak uh, may be ending. They're up 6-2 in the bottom of the eighth right now. So, <laughs> so why, we'll why, are those, we'll why are those guys staying with that franchise? That, Money, son. I, I don't understand. But fuck that, dude. If that team is it, that they, bad, go sign both, with the Yankees. So, they uh, both signed gigantic contracts. Go to the Dodgers. I, I think Otani that will build around you. Otani just got... Like, I, I think there were rules around where somehow the didn't the Angels win like it's weird when you sign foreign players like somehow you pay for the rights to to sign them and then they have to sign with that team so Otani didn't hasn't really got a choice yet Trout right. decided to sign an extension and stay there but who who knows I mean it could be money or he could just want their Trout yeah. one of the things that's happening right now with the Angels is Trout's actually having it down like he's having a big slump like I don't yeah, know if but that's... they've been terrible for a long time. Like well, they, they've the, when they had Pujols and they had um, Trout, they didn't live up to expectations. Right? Pujols, well, they, they've they've had, but they and I know it was the back end of his career, right? It was, but he still signed that big contract, and and then he went to the Angels and and he he dropped off. But when you have a player of Trout's caliber, you should be able to, to attract some players. To, to not if you don't have pitching, and not if you don't have a bullpen, but, right? But not if you don't have a front office. You should be able to build the bullpen and you should Very be able true. to build the pitching based on the fact that, okay, I'm a pitcher. If I give up a run, I know Trout's going to get that back for me. Right? And so Mike, Mike Sosha was also their coach for all that time. And for some reason, they would not fire Sosha to save their lives. Well, he, so, he, got, the, he got the World Series for him, right? To, yeah, but dude, that was fucking 20 years ago, bro. I know, but so. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the Dodgers you know? did the same thing with Lasarda, right? I mean, how, they kept Lasarda how much forever. do you actually watch? I mean, just... Like right now, to be oh. honest, like I I love baseball, but because of the playoffs for NBA, I haven't been watching much. Ba- like I pretty much watch box scores. I I haven't either. Yeah. Like I will. Um, I try to follow up on things, but no, I'm not watching 
baseball games. Um, I will, like, when I have time, I'll try to catch the Angel game. But when they're in this fucking slump, dude, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to waste my time. Duper, I, but I do follow with them. So. I know that you, the the whole stupid, the thing with, with Georgia and moving the, the All-Star break. But before that, you didn't really watch. Like, is there, did you used to watch at some point? Or are you just baseball? Is just yeah, not? I used to watch a lot of day, baseball games. I used to watch a lot of the Dodger games. Um, so... I was very well I did once they were in my market right and so that was always the problem with the Dodger games as a Dodger fan or a former Dodgers yeah. fan um was that they were out of market even though because the TV rights you couldn't watch them so once direct TV picked up those rights for that channel I was I was watching games regularly absolutely whenever I could I'd, I'd catch a, a Dodger game I mean of course with any sports that you watch there's a hierarchy right depending on how well your team is doing, which team is most impactful to you. So mine was always, I mean, recently it would have been before I, I started boycotting everything. Um, <laughs> it, it would have been the Knights and then probably the Lakers and then the Dodgers. And then depending on how any one of those three teams was doing, would have been the order in which I would have watched them. Um, so I think so, baseball, or depending on a matchup, depending on, on who they yeah. were playing. Obviously that, that matters for any sport. The, so baseball for me, like I get excited at the beginning of the season and I start watching a lot of baseball and then because it's every single night, yeah. it kind of gets yeah. like, all right, like, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. watch it sometime, but then I won't really pick it up until after the NBA is over. Cause then the NBA gets in the playoffs and I'm like, yeah, well, my time is more, I, I want to watch basketball or even hockey at this point. I would, I would probably prefer to watch nhl playoffs over over a dodger game i mean the the cool thing about baseball is you could literally put it on and go do other things and come back and just watch the score and you know pretty much what's going on but uh, oh my god is, uh, hold on i'm not hold i'm on. not ever gonna talk any badness about the baseball se season because one of my favorite things about baseball was how cheap games were to go to right that was still one of the few sports events that was family friendly it's not going to break the bank to go to a baseball game. And the reason why it's so cheap is because they have 165 games per year, right? Um, but, yes, it oversaturates the market where you can't watch every game. Bryce Harper just hit a fucking grand slam, so now the game's tied 6-6. <laughs> fucking assholes, dude. See, we talk about them, and then, ah, uh, dude, that our bullpen is garbage, dude. You know what you need? You need time. angels in the outfield because they would have caught that. You ain't lying, shit. You know, we need you to know, we need to go like, to an Angels game and Greg, I need you need to stand up and do the the wave thing. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I mean I know that you guys both because they're both out of town, but Rick, for a while when he would get on first base, he would do this little thing, and it was like a mix between like the crane thing from Karate Kid and Angels in the outfield. He would like get up on like one foot and he would like do like this thing. It was the weirdest like. Every time he got on first base, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Rick, oh, Rick always thinks he has athletic ability and he doesn't. So anytime <laughs> something goes his way, he has to brag about it. I can tell you about being um, his roommate at the time when him and his wife actually started dating. He did the exact same thing when he reached first base with her as well. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> duper, duper, duper. <laughs> I'm doing the crane. I'm doing the crane. Oh, dude. Yeah, you got first base, buddy. Good for you. Yeah, good job. Good job. Uh, may maybe you'll actually make it home one day. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's you yeah. know, I'm going to shit on our co-host on that one. Um, so why are you celebrating first base? Like that is hard. If I was the opposing team, I would just want to nail him in the head with a baseball. Yeah. So oh, fucking just, bad. just and to clarify, 
he it didn't really matter which base he got on he would do that but most of his are singles so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't so if, if he runs against uh, over home base and, and he scores all right you can showboat a little bit but showboating for for first base yeah, because you know his ass is not going to steal all second. So <laughs> it's, like, it's like back in the day, Jerome Bettis gets one yard. It's fourth and nine, and he's out there doing the crane. Like, come on, man. You, you know what's <laughs> funny with Rick is I was there when he actually hit the home run, his one home run, and he did not celebrate at all. He ran the bases faster than I've ever seen him run because he was so excited that that shit went over. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what he would have done because he he coaches a, a a softball team or a baseball team too, right? Or a basketball basketball. Team. I'm sorry. And so I wonder what he would have done and how he would have reacted as the coach as opposed to the player if one of his girls would have hit a free throw and then fucking started dancing in the fucking <laughs> mid court. You know, like no, no, no. You, get, you still got another free throw to hit. Get the fuck back over there. We're down twenty. What are you doing? I still think the greatest, and I, I don't know if you've heard me say this before, Preston, but Rick's greatest athletic moment, and obviously I'm being sarcastic here, was when we played dodgeball, right? Like, he was one of the last players on our team, right, when we played dodgeball, and fucking this ball, like, bounced off him, and it went, like, 20 feet in the air, right? And and I think there was, like, one or two other players on our team, and he's like, no, get away, get away, get away, I got it, I got it, I got it. Because, you know, in dodgeball, when you catch the yeah, ball, then somebody can come back in, right? So he's like, I got it, And the I ball it, was three it. feet away, and then he <laughs> ran out of breath. <laughs> and the ball comes back down, bounces off his fucking gut, and he fucking just rolls on out. And we're like, god damn it, Rick. And then, like, somebody pegged his ass because the opposing team was waiting to throw the ball at him because they wanted to see. And then, like, after he, like, misses it, then they just fucking throw the ball and get him out and we lose. So that like, sounds exactly god like all damn. of his experiences. He he plays right field, and I'm going to tell you that the, when when the ball comes out to him and he makes a catch, it it's the most amazing thing just because he caught the ball. I'll tell you, I went golfing with him, and uh, he did actually whoop my ass. I, I will. He's yeah. He, that he's, is the first. And I told him when we were out golfing, I was like, "Dude, I feel like less of a man today because <laughs> I know this is my first time ever actually golfing or hitting a golf ball. But the fact that you're better at it and you've been doing it for years still makes me feel like a failure." But yeah, golfs, I'd feel the same exact way. He 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 golfs a lot. I know he mm-hmm. does, but I, I Rick is so unathletic. I feel like I should be able to walk in first time ever doing anything and beat him. And mm-hmm. the fact that golf did not allow me to do that proves that it's not a true sport. That's it. <laughs> Very true. Golf is a lot of repetition, and you got to get your swing down. And it's not about athleticism; it's all mental. No, no, no. And which is I'm just good at top ball. Cause, it's all in, in, in your stance, right? It's all just in your yeah. form. But so you guys talk about Rick's athleticism, but one of his, because the thing is, is uh, to, to be honest, in in softball, he crushes the ball. Like when he when he's on and he hits the ball, he hits it hard, like like really hard. But the thing is, is he gets mentally like gets to this point where he's not sure about it, and then he starts striking out, and that's and we mess with him all the time because he gets he gets one strike or two strikes, and we're just like yelling beer beer because if you strike out you have to buy beer so he does and then it works like he strikes out because he's just in his head and i've seen him crush the ball over and over again and it's just a mental thing with him like he he is so in his own head like yeah but 
So, so if he's crushing it, why is he only getting singles? Because <laughs> he's not fast. <laughs> the ball, I mean, think about it. The ball gets to the outfielder pretty fast. He can't get to second. I, I could just see Rick, like, crushing it, right? And then just, like, standing there in hesitation, like, oh, 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 oh. And then, like, Rick, run, run, run. Oh, shit. And then he runs because he's so excited because he just wants to see where the fucking ball went, you know? <laughs> Oh man, good good times. Well, um, I I pretty much went over everything. Uh, I I have this segment that's called "What Would You Watch," and in uh, in your honor, Greg, the Angels and Dodgers oh. actually play on Tuesday. The not not this Tuesday, next Tuesday, the fourteenth. They do a okay. little two game set. So you want to watch that? You want to watch the NBA Finals, obviously, and then the NHL playoffs. Um, that's pretty much all I got. What you got? Anything else we can? Uh, um, I would not waste my time with the Angel Dodgers unless you just want to see the Angels get destroyed. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, if you're looking forward to that, then yeah, absolutely watch that, that freeway series. Um, but if not, don't waste your time. Focus on the uh the finals for NBA and NHL. You got any final thoughts? Oh, shit, anyway. Uh, shit. Uh, Warriors will win. Uh, Avalanche is going to win the NHL. Um. I'm still banking on a Tampa Bay comeback. So I think it's going to be Avs, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Um, and I, I'm, I'm making some bold predictions there, I guess, because the Rangers are down 2 nothing right now, or up 2 nothing, And then the Celtics won game one. So yeah. and we'll see Oh, wait, I have one more. Okay. So uh, watch the uh, Take Warning um, podcast live show on YouTube tomorrow, or Monday, whenever this comes out. So, which is, I think, tomorrow. It is tomorrow so morning. Monday, seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Watch the mothership go live on YouTube. There we go. And yeah, thank you for making my dreams come true, Preston. <laughs> this has been such an honor. Uh, Dupe, you can probably be a permanent, you know. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Show. Follow us on Instagram at <laughs> Take Warning Sports. Email us at twallthingsports at gmail.com. Download and subscribe our podcast on all your favorite podcast streaming sites, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Visit our Take Warning Network at takewarningpod.com.